Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always I am joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Yelnitz. Very good, very good. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. Now, it's all about the films you should have seen, but you haven't. Each week we pick a film for each other to watch, then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated about the film. Now, the beauty of our film club is that anybody at home can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought. This week's film has been chosen by me for Jack and Ben. And normally this is a point where I would say, and it's the classic, but I'm just going to say, and it was Holes. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get in to talking about my mistake, as always, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I've been on holiday. I've had a week off. Week off work, summer vacation. I had the kids for a full week. Where'd you go? Spain? No, 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 no. We didn't want to go abroad because I couldn't be arsed with all that kerfuffle. So, kerfuffle? Kerfuffle? Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Falafel. Falafel? Falafel. Um, No, I didn't want to risk it or anything like that. So, we ended up just doing day trips around Yorkshire. Tory Yorkshire's back. (laughs) Oh, hello. We're back on the tour of Yorkshire. We did Go Ape. Nice. That's a good one. Is that the thing with the um, uh, the things between trees, the rope walk? Yeah, you sort of like quite high up and you have to climb. Good? Yeah, good. Any for refusals on the high wire there? Any, I can't, I can't do this. Well, there's a certain age limit, isn't there, for some of them? Or height limit, it might be that. Luckily, I just about made it on the big ones. <laughs> um, but we went swimming. We went to Scarborough an indoor uh, swimming place, and they've got loads of slides. Now, I'm all over that. I think they're amazing, and I love going down the slides. But I forget, it's Scarborough. Rammed. Rammed. And also, I don't know about you, but I forget sometimes I'm internationally famous. Oh, dude, completely. And one of the places to be internationally famous is the Scarborough Swimming Pool. Didn't I tell you that I went to Scarborough and felt like De Niro? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Felt like De Niro. If you need the ego boosting, Scarborough's the place to go. That's it. I went earlier in the summer with cricket and literally it was like the reincarnation of Jesus walking around. My disguise everywhere I go is sunglasses, yeah. mask, as in face mask, and earphones. So... Scarborough, I'm in the swimming baths. I can't wear any of my disguise. I was going to say, I had this vision of you in your big puffer coat going down the slide, sunglasses on, mask on. Well, I thought outside the box and I went goggles 
<laughs> T- tinted goggles, blacked out goggles, orange goggles. <laughs> did it work? It did for a little bit. It did for a little bit until some mum recognised me and came up to me in the pool with a camera phone recording me. Whilst you're topless. But not just me. There's kids in the pool. And I'm like, there's children about. You're going to have to put the phone away, love. And she's just getting so excited. I went, yes, it's me. And she went, can you take your goggles off so everybody can recognise you? I went... No. Clark Kent takes off his glasses. You all know he's Superman. I'm not (laughs) taking them off. They're staying on my head. And I'm going down the bobsleigh one more time. I'll see you later. But it was fine. The slides were great. Kids had a great time. Perfect. One successful holiday story to another successful holiday story. Ben? Um, So, it's beach, it's little house, whatever. And then, obviously... I grew up in Newcastle. Now, Newcastle's on the North Sea, so it's fucking freezing. If you go in there, you're not coming back out. You can. You can <laughs> no. swim for like 10 seconds, and then you all did it as a kid. You went, you swam around, ha! Ah. Anyway, so I don't muck around now. It's wetsuit. I'm wetsuit all the way. Some people laugh at me, wetsuit all the way. So I've got this new wetsuit I ordered. The kids got these like crappy ones that just basically look like a wetsuit. I went to Wetsuit Zara's <laughs> centre and went, I rang up the lad and I went, I'm not going mucking about here. I want to be sweating in that water. I, don't, I do not want to be feeling cold. I want to be sweating when I'm in there. He went, yeah, don't worry. I've got you covered. Sent it through, Bosch on Rip Curl. I'm like, this is it. Oh, yeah. Go down to the beach, get in the water. And I'll tell you what, have you ever had a wetsuit on? Do you, do you just not feel... No, no, you don't feel it, Colson. Well, you do. I mean, no. you do. With this wetsuit, Jack... Dry suit, you don't feel it. Dry suit, you don't. But with this wetsuit... You've got a proper one. You've got a proper one. I didn't feel, I'm like, oh, this is like... This is like a bath. So I'm there with the kids. <laughs> you know, there's, there's paddle boards everywhere. There's dogs shitting all over the beach. Quite funny. We're having a laugh. They've got the wetsuits on. Dad and kids... Kids have gone in, no wetsuit. They've shouted at Dad. Come in, Dad, come in. Dad's seen me in. I don't think Dad has clocked I've got wetsuit on. He can only see my head. Dad thinks, well, hold on, he's in, I'll go in. He starts to walk in and I could see the look on his face, which was, (laughs) this is fucking freezing. (laughs) These kids have got me into a position now. This is like minus. You know that bit where you walk in and you know, look. The balls. Yeah, balls. We're fine on the feet. We're fine on the knees. (laughs) We're getting to the, we're getting to the, we're getting getting to the serious bits now. It's balls. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm swimming. So I'm like a seal. I'm absolutely loving this. I'm like, this is great. Kids are having a great time. And, but I'm looking at him. He's gone legs. He's gone past knees. Now he's got a choice. (laughs) <laughs> as in it he goes slow balls or diving or diving up to neck yeah you've got to go head under sometimes but head under we know once you've gone head under that's full cold now I know 
if he goes full under, he's got to stay under for like 10 seconds to a climber so he doesn't come out the water going, oh my fucking God, it's fucking freezing. I know he's got to dive and he's got to, he's got to style it out. So I'm watching him, the seal again. My kids are like loving it. And he goes for the dive and he goes for this kind of flipper dive. And he goes in, he goes in, <laughs> no one sees him. I reckon at least 15 seconds. He's swimming for his life out there. And he gets out and he puts his head out the water and he goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've gone, my head has absolutely gone because he's freezing. Yeah. And then he's got to play with his kids because his kids are fine. Kids yeah. are fine in cold water, and he's like, "Why don't kids feel it? I don't, I don't know. know. They're weird. They're so excited to be out on holiday. They're so excited that you're in the water with them. They, so these kids are throwing one of those balls at him, and I can see his <laughs> teeth are chattering. <laughs> and I don't get up, so I don't show him I've got a wetsuit on. So he goes, "He is hard." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I oh, know I've got this. I grew up. I grew up in Newcastle. I'm fine. He is absolutely freezing. And I know now he's looking for a way out. Yeah. Fair play to him. I think this is brilliant. Fakes an injury. No. Better. Jellyfish. 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 And there were jellyfish. Better than this. Let's play Piggy in the middle. One of his kids goes in the middle. He launches that ball onto the beach. He absolutely goes, oh, I overthrew it. He's back out. He's back out to that beach to get that ball. Like, I've never seen someone swim so fast in my life. He's gone, oh, I overthrew it. Sorry. Looking at me thinking, you know and I know. Don't take football. <laughs> He's got out. He's boiling. His skin's like burning. He was so cold. So that was my holiday. That was day one and my head fell off. Ever since that, my head had fallen off. I didn't look around. And then we met some weirdly... We were one of my son's mates. Unplanned, planned. Completely unplanned. They were having a burger. And they go down all the time. They've got they've got family there or something. I saw the dad. And I went, he went, he went, oh, you're all right. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were going up to, I said, we went down the beach. He said, oh, right, right. You didn't go in the water, did you? <laughs> I went, yeah, yeah. He went, did you? I said, wetsuit on. He went, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Well done. That's it. No one tells you that. No one tells you that. Get the wetsuit on. Don't muck around. Get the wetsuit on. Uh, so that was it. That was my holiday funny. And Colson, you? Um, I, I started off with a little bit of a holiday, like both of you, um, but I was only in London. It was your birthday. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, I'll, I can get there. Oh, I forgot. One thing that um, I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Ben, but it's called like telling a story and like building <laughs> building a bit of a backstory, a bit of suspense. You know, oh, okay, I'll, I'll watch some, and learn. <laughs> some some people actually listen to this podcast, and you know, I like to tease them. I like to give them an idea of where it's going. Okay, great. So, like you two, I I went on holiday myself. Um, no, I was in London for like I was meant to be there for a few days, but um. I was literally there for a few hours and work rang and said, can you get back? And I was like, yep. What had you planned that was cut short? I was kind of just like touristy in London, doing little bits, seeing friends, just to kind of drag out my birthday. That was the plan. Um, but my birthday was on the Friday and this was at the start of the week. Um, so no, I've, I've gone back to work. And obviously this means I've gone back to work, basically to work on my birthday. So I went back, worked the Wednesday, worked the Thursday, Friday, wake up, birthday. 
23 years old. Oof. Oof. Which is a weird age, which we'll talk about. But yeah, straight into the Rovers. So yeah, that's how I spent my birthday. I'm in the Rovers. Um, we're doing a scene, finish a scene, and then at the end, kind of go to skirt off into set to finish to leave for my birthday. And all the lights go off in the studio and the music starts to play over the sound system of happy birthday. Everyone starts to sing and then Sally Ann Matthews comes in holding two balloons, a two and a three. 32. Because, as, <laughs> as Colson said on the podcast, everybody should have balloons with their age on their birthday. So there they were, 23 in the Rovers, calling the caterpillar cake. Oh, a good one. But Ben, I've messed up, haven't I? Because everyone's singing and I've got slightly flustered and there's candles on the cake and I've blown the candles out and the old COVID marshal's gone, no, no, you weren't meant to do that. Now nobody else can have the cake. It's like, you could have said that before. (laughs) So I ruined the cake. So I had to get put back in the box. I had to take it home. Couldn't share the cake out with the crew because I had blown the candles out. (laughs) Happy birthday! No! <laughs> no! The cake! You could see everyone was gutted. Everyone went, why has he just put COVID all over Colin? Like, he's ruined it. That was that. Then, um, yeah, obviously, I've got the balloons carrying that around work. Balloons in the car? The balloons are at work. I've seen them today. They're still uh, there. They're still there. <laughs> they're still there. It's not so funny now, a week later. And then the green room. Yeah. Floated halfway. What happened, Ben, was, which I wasn't going to go into because I feel bad for poor Sally Ann, is obviously it's a a very nice, it's a really nice thing to do, isn't it? To, you know, make the effort of cake and balloons and making a deal out of someone on their birthday. But I'm walking back up the stairs from the Rovers to the green room, slightly flustered, with two balloons in my hand, chatting to her about how it's my birthday. (laughs) And I do the classic of falling up the stairs (laughs) with two balloons in my hand managing to keep hold of the balloon so the old helium doesn't take them up to the sky but i've stubbed my toe like broken my toe (laughs) (laughs) so then for the next hour in my head i've got i've got to go home because it's my birthday and i need to get back to yorkshire but i'm i'm sat in work rest ice compression elevation foot up ice pack on (laughs) Oh, what? You broke your toe? Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. And Sally Ann got offset and she went, why are you still there? And I was like, well, because you've broken my toe. Oh, so she got the blame. Yeah, but then I said to her, actually, you didn't. I was flustered. And broken toes, like, it's fine. Like, it's br- I, I'm, I can still run. Like, it's just black sort of thing. It's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Ooh, hello. So I wasn't, I wasn't going to go into this. I wasn't going to go into this. So anyway... That's that. Um, few paracetamol, bit of ice, back on the road to Yorkshire. And then I kind of spent my birthday. I went, I went and saw my parents very briefly, but the M62 was shut, so it took me three and a half hours to get home, standard. Ooh. Um, it was a proper, it was, it was literally the dream way to turn 23. Then um, got to Leeds, got back to Yorkshire, and me and my two friends, we had like an apartment for the night, kind of hot tub in the city centre, that kind of thing. Went for a little bit of dinner, um, and then went out to a few bars clubbing and in I, I, I did well, you know, I, I I was, I left when it was daylight, broad daylight, stayed up all night, 6am sort of thing, danced the night away. Did you? I, oh, I was 
I was on form, Jack. It was a proper, proper night out then. I, I stayed. I was the last person on the dance floor. Wow. And then Ben texts me in the morning, are you all right? And I send Ben this video that was taken at half five in the morning. So I'm in a bar, which I've never been in before, and I probably won't go back in, called the Stone Roses in Leeds, which was like a proper strobe lighty sing-along bar sort of thing. How I was there, I don't like, I'm the sort of person that goes to bed at half nine sort of thing. And this girl comes up to me at half five called Emily, who says, hi, Colson, I just want to show you something. Goes on to her Spotify, and her Spotify front page has... Jump back into Sofa Cinema Club with a picture of us three on. <gasps> so that was it. Birthday made. I was like, how amazing. And I sent Ben a video of me in this like dodgy, stingy nightclub showing this girl's phone of us on the front page of her Spotify. So yeah, that was it. That was 23. And 23, I, I think I had this conversation with Ben like a few weeks ago. Not a good age to turn, by the way. Is it not? 22, you still feel young. 23, it's a bit like, shit, I'm in the game now. Do you think? What's the game then? How does it change? I just always feel like I'm not doing enough or I want to do more. Everyone always moans about that. You are, you're alive, that's it. Box ticked. (laughs) (laughs) Don't matter. You need to run courses on that, Jack. (laughs) Do you know what? I think we could get people booking in here for Jack Shepard's motivational talk. Yeah, you're alive. That's it. Under quid. <laughs> um, I know what Colson means. 23 is a bit more like 21, 22. You're mucking around. 23, yeah. you're like, I get it. It's You're moving on. You feel like you need a career, a life. Yeah. But you've got all that. You wait till you get to my age. You're moving on the wrong way. <laughs> you're like, oh, crikey. I wish the slide went the other way. <laughs> it's only coming one way. You coughing dodger. Yeah, yeah, no, I get in that cold water on holiday. I don't play. I'm like, oof, is my heart all right? Um, have yeah. I got my wetsuit? <laughs> have I got my wetsuit? Can you imagine? I mean, that's age right there, isn't it? You've got to have a wetsuit. So there you go, Coles, 23. That's it. I mean, it's, it's it's been a full... We've had a week off the podcast as well, haven't we? Because we kind of all were on holiday doing that thing. So yeah, it's been full on. I'm now 23. As part of being 23, I've decided that um, I'm going to change my taste in movies. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I think that has probably been spurred on by this week's film choice, which was Holes, which was a very immature decision of myself at the age of 22, which now I'm 23. You're looking that, back on it now, aren't you? I am, and I'm hoping that in, in this new age, I won't do anything like that again. So let's get into it and let's talk all things Holes. Yeah. So Holes is a film that follows the character Stanley. Stanley is from a family of... What What, what was the name again, Ben? Yonitz. The Yelnets. So Stanley is from a family of the Yelnets, and they're all called Stanley Yelnets, and there's generations and generations of them, and the family live under a curse that dates back to his great-great-great-grandfather. And basically, it means that they're always in the wrong place at the wrong time, and nothing kind of works out for them. And we basically find Stanley in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he gets locked up, he gets sentenced to jail or camp, for a crime that he didn't commit and he chooses to go to camp. And the camp he goes to is a camp, like a juvenile detention centre, where they have to dig holes as punishment. And basically it's meant to be about character building, developing themselves and kind of teaching them a bit of self-discipline 
But there's an underlying reason for why they're digging the holes, which we find out in the film. Yeah, good enough. It's not a bad synopsis. That's good. Both of my kids have read the book, as you alluded to last week. Yeah, so I read the book in high school, in like my GCSEs. And they read it at primary school. <laughs> <laughs> which I think there we have the difference between comprehensive school and private school. <laughs> I said holes are picked because I remember reading the book in English and then going through and watching the film. Yeah, and I think that's what my kids had said. It's actually a very... My daughter and my son both said it's actually a very good book. It is a good book. And I think... I don't quite know where the memory of it was from, but the reason I picked this film was because, you know when it was like really hot like a month ago, someone made a meme on the internet which basically said this is the sort of weather that they had Stanley and Zero digging holes. And that's kind of what brought it to my attention. I was like, do you know what? That's a good film. Was it a big film for you? I think it was probably a big film because of who I watched it with. Because I obviously watched it in school in my English class for the first time. So I watched it with all of my friends at Cass Academy. And then I guess we obviously all, you know, we obviously did work related to watching and reading this film and story. So I think it was probably... That kind of reason. And it is, it's, it's very much a teen movie, isn't it? You know, it's it's a young cast and it is completely, there's not much in there for adults, is there? Well, there is. I mean, it's pretty much an all-star cast, isn't it? Sigourney Weaver. Big cast. John Voight, who I love because of um, Ray Donovan. Angelina's dad. Angel- yeah. I've, uh, I've met John Voight. Have you? Have you? Thank you. Anecdote, please. Anecdote, I'll give you the anecdote. Same day you met Elliot from ET. <laughs> no different day, actually. I've lived so long, I've met everyone eventually. <laughs> I was doing tickets. When I was at John School, I used to do tickets to the National Theatre. And um, uh, what happened then was, it would always sell out, always sold out. It was a good show, big show, sell out. And then there would always be a queue by the box office for returns. Anyway, I'm at the door, and I'm looking at the ticket. And this fella comes up to me, and he goes, oh, my date hasn't turned up, or my friend hasn't turned up. I've got a spare ticket, but I don't want to make any money from it. I just want you to give it to someone who, like a student or something, who would get a lot from seeing this theatre show. Mm. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really, really great. Of course. Um, Oh, right, it's John Voight. (laughs) So obviously this ticket was for someone massively famous. And it's John Voight. And he's got literally the best uh, seats at the National. I mean, literally bang in the stalls, bang in the middle. And I'm like, okay, really nice guy. Really nice guy. So he gives me this ticket. So I'm like, right, I've got to pick someone. So I picked the student. This uh, There was a girl there. She was on her own. She had a book. She was clearly a student, drama student or something. And I said, look, uh, I've got a free ticket. You don't need to pay for anything. Nothing at all. The guy's person he's with hasn't turned up. And she went, oh, God, that's amazing. And I went, yeah, this is weird. The guy looks just like John Voight. Now, I knew it was John Voight. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yeah, I know. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, a bit weird. But but maybe, look, you know, I'll take you down. Uh, have a little look. See what you think. Give me a thumbs up if you think he looks like him. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay. So I'll walk her down, walk her down. And international, it's it's like a bit weird. The, the the rows are really really long, so you have to say, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me." Oh, that! And then he stands up, and she's right next to him, and he goes, "Oh, hey, great! 
you've got the ticket, my, you know, my personal ticket. And she's looking at him going, it's fucking John Voight. <laughs> I'm sitting next to John Voight for the whole, it's John Voight. She looks at me and goes, and I go, yeah, it's John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> so she sits next to him. And do you know what? He was mint. They watched the show. Half time, he bought her a programme and a drink. They talked about the show. Mm. At the end of the show, he went, thanks so much for taking the ticket. He said goodbye to me and he trotted off into the middle of London. And she came up to me and she said, that was amazing. And I went, what an amazing dude. That's great. That's good. Well, we'll get on to John Voight because he kind of plays, he plays a character called Mr. Sir, who is almost like the... Head of the prison, basically, isn't he? He's he's in charge of overseeing everything that goes on at the camp. And as soon as Stanley has done this crime and has been like committed to time at the camp, he's nicked some shoes, isn't it? Some trainers. Well, he hasn't nicked them, has he? They've fallen from the sky, landed on his head, and then the police have found him because he's cursed. So nothing ever goes his way. So. We, we we meet John Voight in this like facility, which is you know it's obviously in the middle of nowhere in the Texas desert, isn't it? And it's just surrounded everywhere by holes, and it's just a simple camp that is just kids who are obviously doing time for something. Sort of lost kids, aren't they? They don't seem to have any families, and they just dig holes all day. Mister Sir's kind of the head honcho, so he's kind of bad cop, and then good cop, I guess, is um, Doctor Podansky, isn't he? Yeah, but he's nasty, isn't he? Yeah, mm. I thought he was going to be quite funny guy, and then towards the end, he got really, really nasty, like evil. Well, it's weird because almost as the film goes on, the characters flip, don't they? Because Mister Sir actually isn't that bad of a guy. Like you kind of do like him a little bit. Looks mad. Yes, brilliant look. The hair, the tummy. Did you watch it with the kids, Jack? I watched it with uh, the kids and my girlfriend, yeah. Had they seen it? No, they'd not seen it. My girlfriend had... She thinks she's seen it, or she thinks she's done something or read it at school as well, Calls, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, no, I think I think it's good. I think the book's good. And... She went, I haven't seen the film. Anyway, so we were watching the film, yeah, with my kids. And I said, I've got to watch this film. It's Coulson's pick. So my daughter immediately sighed. (laughs) Ruben went, well, what sort of film is it? I went, it's a Disney film. So he went, great. And um, Nyla went, oh, is it a kid's film? I'm not sure. Because she's got a little bit older now. Not that she doesn't like Disney films. She does love, love Disney films. But she wants, like... Serious, serious films. And I went, well, it's not an animation. It's, you know, it's supposed to be. There's some big actors in it. You know, Sigourney Weaver, John Voight, um, Shia LaBeouf. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we put it on. And, yeah, we, I mean. (laughs) Sat through two hours of entertainment. And it is. It's two hours. Is it two hours 20? It's the full two two hours. hours. Yeah. It's the full two hours. See, I, I had problems with right at the beginning with the shoes well i mean all right he's got he gets done with it and he gets you know they they think he's done it is it bad enough to get jail time but he's cursed isn't he jack yeah but but the shoes are nicked from an orphanage and they're worth a lot of money no it's not worth the jail time we need to get him there don't we yeah so he's there 
They seem he gets eighteen months though. It did seem a long time. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah, eighteen months. I'm like, oh, I'm going to teach you something. What for eighteen months? Yeah. So he's off. He's in the thing, and he has that first day at camp, doesn't he? Where they all dig. And he he meets all the characters. He meets all the other kids who all have names and nicknames, don't they? So you've got Theodore, who is also X-Ray, and you've got Zigzag, who's actually Simon. So they've all kind of got these names. And it's a little bit like prison. There's a pecking order. There's different gangs. There's different cliques, isn't there? And it's kind of the whole story of, is Stanley going to fit in? And obviously his first night's fairly rough. There's a kid that's been bitten by... He's purposely got himself bitten by a rattlesnake hasn't he in the opening scene so that he can get himself out of there Mm. which kind of shows you the sort of place it is oh ben's animal encounters oh hello hello i'm full of it today aren't i i've had an encounter with a rattlesnake no yeah where la what yeah went up this canyon went up for a run now everyone runs before it gets hot I'm like, I've woken up and I thought, well, no, I'll wait for it to get a bit hot, I think. Have a little run. I'm not waiting for it freezing. I could do that back home. I'm going to work. So I, I trot up top of the canyon. Oof, a bit hot. I said, come back down. There's a snake, like a rattlesnake, right in the middle of the canyon. And I'm like, oh, so what do I do? And then there's a guy coming up and he's facing the snake. And I went, stop, stop. There's a snake. And he went, oh my God, great. Thank you. I lost a dog the other year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? What? He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dogs will go for it. Don't worry. I said, what do I do? We're shouting over the snake. What do I do? You can't do anything. You're going to have to go back. <laughs> back up. Back up. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't muck around there. Ben's Animal Encounters. I didn't know what I was doing. Snake or goose, what would you rather face? Goose. Goose, I think any day. I've had an encounter with a snake. Oh. And it's going back to our podcast favourite, Vietnam. Oh, (laughs) crikey. I'm in Vietnam and (laughs) I'm staying in this really, really nice hotel, right? Really nice, dead cheap, but like five-star resort. So our hotel were like on the beach, yeah? So our room, our bathroom is on the beach and it's like a glass sort of box. So you wake up and you you shower in your out to sea. So all you can see is like sea and like on the beach. Oh, wow. Sounds great. Oh, it's amazing. It was amazing. They can't see in on the beach though, can they? You can only see out. No, no, no. No one can see me in. No one can see me in. I'm just, I've just got the ocean as my view. Oh. Yeah. Good. Picture that. Can you have a little shit as well looking out? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. You can do what you want. Oh, that's fantastic. Hello. You wouldn't have to go on TikTok, would you, if you got that view? You'd be sorted. No, so I'm showering, showering. All of a sudden, snake. Where? In the fucking shower. Were you oh. joking? In the shower with me. Snake. Oh no. I shit it, jump out the shower, and I ring the uh, housekeeper, like reception. I'm like, snake, snake, quick. Guy comes with a rake. <laughs> and he goes, Where's snake? And I said, It's in there. 
he goes in and starts laughing. I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, it's it's a green one. And so I'm like, yeah, get it out. And he went, no, 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 I've left that. Went, why? He went, that won't do anything. It's the yellow ones you've got to be worried about. <laughs> I'm like, I like me. him already. Really? I like him already. Yeah, just pissed himself and walked off. Wouldn't even get it out. Oh, so you just, what, shower over? Oh, no, no, he went, he went, oh, no, it'll, it'll go on its own. So what did you do? So I just obviously didn't shower for a bit. Shampoo in your eyes. Carried on with my day. I came back and I couldn't find it. So I just assumed it had, it had gone. I wouldn't like that. The drain. Where's it gone, Jack? Glass box. I mean, it's it's slithered, slithered in somehow. Crikey. <laughs> so that's my snake anecdote. That seems a lot worse than mine. Oh, I wouldn't like that shower and suddenly. So back on camp, it's not just snakes you've got to be aware of. It's the lizards as well, isn't it? The poisonous ones, yeah. Yellow spotted belly lizards. The dragon things, what they're called, yeah. They had 10 of them and they just put kids' paint on it to make them look like a creature that they created. In the film, they get crawled on, don't they? Yeah, they're bearded dragons, aren't they? That's what they are, and they are literally just bearded dragons. So basically, what we're seeing is they're digging holes, and they're digging holes for someone called the Warden, who's a character that we don't meet for quite a long time in the film. And what happens is every time they find something, it gets reported, and sometimes they find something of interest, and they find a bullet, don't they? Yeah. And the bullet has KB on it. And throughout the film which I didn't remember, and I don't know how much it does this in the book, but throughout the film it kind of flashes back to the tale of Stanley's family and how he got the curse, basically. Mm. And it's flashing back, and we meet this character called Kissing Kate Barlow. It's not Kate Barlow. Is it Kate Barlow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barlow. I'm pretty sure, are you? Yeah, but or am I thinking of... It's Barlow. No, Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Barlow. I knew it wasn't. What is it? Oh, no, Barlow. I just get, I've just oh. got his joke. <laughs> Bradley. It's Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> and this bullet has the initials of KB, which stands for Kate Barlow, kissing Kate Barlow, who is this kind of American Wild West baddie who's kind of involved in this story that we find about how Stanley got the curse. But we don't know that at this point. But there's quite a lot of interest in this bullet. And basically, when Stanley finds it, because Stanley's in prison and having to get up the pecking order, he has to think twice about whether he hands this in and reports it. And he doesn't. He goes to X-Ray and he says, X-Ray, like you said... If I find anything, I have to give it to you. Because if they find something, they get a day off, don't they? Yeah. So X-Ray takes it off him and Stanley's a bit pissed off. And Stanley says, do you know what? You've finished your hole. Why not save it for the morning? So then you don't have to dig your hole tomorrow and you get the day off. So anyway, he does that. But the hole that Stanley actually found it in just gets abandoned. And they finish the day. And then the next day they dig in. And X-Ray shouts, I've found something. I've found something. And as soon as he's found it, we meet the warden, don't we? Because she gets the phone call saying, look, I, I, I think you better come here. And who's the warden, Coulson? Sir Garney Weaver. It is. Who only did the film. She Like, she was desperate to do the film because it was her daughter's favourite book. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So she really wanted to do it. I don't think they used to enough. No, but I, I guess it's a book, isn't it? So they can only use what story they've already got. 
Um, Because she does, I'm not, yeah, she makes the film a lot better, doesn't she? I mean, it's good cast. Definitely a good cast. And she basically demands that the entire area where this bullet has been found gets dug up. And it's quite clear then that they're not digging holes for punishment and self-development. They're digging holes for treasure. Yeah. And we kind of learn more and more throughout Stanley's curse that this treasure might actually belong to Stanley. And Stanley makes a friend called Zero, doesn't he, who can't read and can't write. And he's almost he's almost a mute until Stanley gets there. And then he starts to talk to Stanley and they become more friends. But Zero's family is part of Stanley's family's history and part of the curse, isn't he? So... Back in the day, one of Stanley's family members hasn't done what he promised to do to a fortune teller and she's put this curse on them. And in the end, they form this friendship where Stanley teaches Zero to read and write and they they really start to get along. I didn't mind their friendship, actually, Zero and Stanley. What I didn't like is all the rest of the dicks in the camp. Why? Yeah, why are they still dicks? They never seemed ever to be nice. Yeah, they, I mean, I thought, okay, so they're, they're being a bit dicks at the beginning and then they all turn out that they they were all friends in the end. And that never really happened. Well, it seemed that they'd written Stanley and Zero as characters and the rest of the people were just sort of pastiche or just, yeah, not, not very well thought out, very fleshed out. I guess out. as well, Stanley and Zero aren't actually meant to be there, are they? Like, they've not really done the crimes... Whereas the other kids obviously are like young offenders. Oh no, he's done the crime. Zero's done the crime. Yeah, he did Stanley's crime. Yeah. But he didn't know what he was doing, did he? Well, he, he knew he, he was nicking shoes. He robbed something from his own orphanage. Ironically, Stanley gets done for nicking shoes. And the actor Shia LaBeouf was first arrested in um, a Los Angeles mall for nicking a pair of Nike trainers in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go and dig holes? I don't know if that was his punishment, but he got arrested for it. <laughs> oh. yeah. So the friendship that Jack talks about then between Zero and Stanley kind of leads to more stuff because Zero is a very good digger and Stanley's not a good digger. So Zero and Stanley start to work together, don't they, so they can get finished early and that they can spend more time helping each other and basically being mates. All the other lads don't like that and then the camp start not to like that. And... In this issue is where kind of Dr. Pegansky has a go at Zero. Like he basically says, look, you're wasting your time. You're thick. You're nothing. You're never going to be anything. And we've kind of noticed a bit of a character change from Dr. Pegansky, Mr. Sir, and like the warden, because it's quite clear that they're not finding what they want to find and they're frustrated, aren't they? Mm. And basically Dr. Pegansky says something to Zero. Zero whacks him around the face with a shovel and he just runs. Mr. Sir goes to shoot him, and the warden says, look, there's no point in shooting him. We have the only water. Just let him run. Like, wh- where's he going to do- go? What's he going to do? And that's kind of it, isn't it? Zero's left to his own devices. How long do you think you'd survive? Well, it's maximum three days, isn't it, without water, and then you die. What would the first thing you do? Swallow spit. <laughs> drink your own weight. Straight off that one. Um, Gotta save that. <laughs> Cry and drink my tears. <laughs> How do you get water? How do you find water? I mean, we'd all be fucked. It's a serious question. We'd all be fucked. Cactus. Cactus. Cact- skin it. Cactus. Didn't, don't they have water in? 
Yeah. So Colson's gone cactus. Jack's gone. What have you gone? I'm crying. I'm a method actor, so I can cry. You can cry and drink your tears. Yeah. Uh, but the salt in my tears would dehydrate me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd be buggered, wouldn't we? Yeah. So Zero's gone off. Zero's ran off, and it's kind of a bit of a lost hope, isn't it? You know, the the leaders of the camp don't seem too bothered. He's got no family. There's no connections. Like what? You know, let let him go and die is kind of the attitude, and they all go back to just digging holes. And Stanley kind of thinks more and more about this story that his grandfather told him about the family curse and about looking after people and Stanley realizes that there might be a bit of a reason why he's here and why his family is cursed and there's one day where they're out digging holes and they steal something from Mr. Sir don't they they steal his bag of sunflower seeds and Stanley gets caught and as punishment he gets taken to the warden's office and when he's in the warden's like office and house he sees these signs about Kissing Kate Barlow. He remembers the bullet, doesn't he, that he found. It's convoluted though, isn't it? It's a bit of a funny thing. That story runs at the same time as the Sandy story, but I don't know quite whether it gels. No, it, I mean, it doesn't. It, it, the, the flashbacks do not work. So the flashback is a teacher and that other character, he gets killed. but the, And the teacher is kissing Kate Barlow. Yeah, and then she has revenge on all the me- all the men who killed him and then with all the money she's robbed she buries it somewhere and that's what they're looking for i didn't think that quite worked to be honest why is his dad trying to cure foot orders that's the link with the shoe isn't it which i it makes you wonder if obviously the actor that plays the footballer is obviously a real footballer isn't he and is he just a name maybe and have they got him and they've gone do you know what we'll do with a pair of boots and it can be that he's curing for odour. Because that's what gets him found guilty, isn't it? That it looks like he's robbing the boots for his dad. Yeah. There's a lot of it that doesn't quite make sense. And anyway, you know, basically the decision that Stanley makes is to go and find Zero. And he goes to find him at the top of this hill. Well, he looks at it, it's shaped like a thumb. And he remembers the story, doesn't he? Yeah. That his dad survived the desert by getting to the, the, the mountain looked like a thumb. This bit in the film gets baggy. They walk with no water for days and are fine. He kind of half falls down the cliff zero does. Yeah. And then they do a full, what's that called? The Dawn Wall. What was that? What was that documentary called? Free Solo. Free Solo. Free Solo Dawn Wall. You'd think, oh, you'd think to yourself, Go to climb mountain. Let's try and see if there's a back way. They give it the full free solo up the top of Al Capitan. With Zero on his back. With him on his back and the spade. And the, yeah. So they're at the top of the mountain. The curse has been lifted and everything is starting to look up for Stanley and Stanley's family back at home. Someone's visited the site to get Stanley off because it's been proven that he's not guilty. Yeah, and- I didn't get that. Bullshit. Bullshit. But the cur- the curse has been lifted. Yeah, but what? Have they just gone, oh, we've found evidence? Well, some bloody pears fall in his dad's saucepan and he cures foot odour. Yes, because yeah. the curse of the family has been lifted. Then, um, the other thing that is very weird, that kind of is a weird significance of the film that I remember well in the book, when they're eating them onions, the onions protect them from the spotted yellow dragons. Oh, is that what happens? The lads work out that 
you know, stuff the curse is over. Stanley kind of works it out for himself and he goes, Do you know what, Zero? Let's go and dig one more hole. So they break back into the camp because these two know that they've been digging in the wrong place because Stanley knows where the bullet was found isn't where they were digging. So they go and dig a hole next to it. They dig down and they find the treasure chest. But at the same time they find it, we're joined back by Dr. Podansky, Mr. Sir and the warden herself. And they kind of say, look lads, your time's up. But this chest is covered in yellow-bellied dragons, isn't it, basically? And they're quite... All the adults are quite scared of them, but the kids, they're just crawling all over them and letting it happen. Then Jack's favourite characters of the lawyers rock up to free Stanley. Yeah, and I didn't get that bit when they go, oh no, um, Stanley's innocent, you have to let him go. Then he's like, I'm not going anywhere without my friend Zero. And they say... We can't do anything. We've no. We can't just. We've no jurisdiction. We can't just free zero. Then all of a sudden, they notice that them three are criminals. Then go. Everyone's free. It's just yeah. shit. And then get in the pool. We've won the lottery. Get the burgers out. Basically, the chest has Stanley's name on, doesn't it? It belongs to Stanley's family. All the two stories co-aligned together for this one thing. Stanley opens a chest up with his family. It's full of gold. They're rich. Him and Zero are sharing the money. Next thing you know, they're millionaires living next door to the person that they stole the shoes from. The end. Before we come back with our ratings, let's just take a quick break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So we're back from the ratings. We've cured foot odour, and now it's time to rate the film. You go, Coase, your film. As a 22-year-old, I thought this was going to be a really good film. As a 23-year-old... <laughs> I'm older, I'm more mature. I'm older, I'm more mature. I've seen it through different eyes. I text my mate, and I said, Jack and Ben are going to hate this. They're going to absolutely slate it. It just didn't do it for me this time round. I think, I think it was the two stories co-aligned. A memory and a significance of a story, I think, sits more with me than the actual yeah, film did. Yeah. And it is, I think it's the bit of, the one thing we've touched on here is, Jack's girlfriend watched it in school, your kids watched it in school, read it in school. It's a story that I think everybody has come across because it's obviously on the GCSE syllabus. So I think it's kind of a bit that everyone my age can relate to. And I'll always have that, but I'm not going to be able to hold on to this film forever. Is it a four? Yeah. It's a four. And do you know what, Cole? I'm supr- I'm pleased. I'm pleased you've gone with with that rate. By the way, I've just noticed, Jack. Yeah. Ben's Ben's got dressed up as one of the Hall's characters. For this, <laughs> he has he? in his orange jumpsuit. I, I it's only just clicked to me <laughs> that Ben is dressed up to go out and dig some holes. I like to keep re- relevant with the films. So when we're in space, I wear a space suit. 
<laughs> and now I've got my little orange thing on. It, uh, who knows what we're going to pick next week? I might have a cowboy outfit on. Um, Jack, what's your rating? Um, well, I, after it sort of finished, I, I reached for the remote and turned it off. And I said to the kids, I said to my girlfriend, I said, what do you think? And Ruben and Nyla sort of like talked about it and they both came out with the same rating calls. They said four. And their kids, they didn't particularly like it. I think my girlfriend liked it better than a four, but it it was baggy and, pardon the pun, it had holes in it. Hello. We've Do you know waited what I mean? The story, <laughs> the story was just all over the place. And I imagine it is a really good book. And actually, I was at work today and I was telling the Platts about what film we're covering on the podcast. And they seemed interested. They'd never heard of the film. And an extra who was in the bistro with us said, I've read the book. I read the book in school and it's a brilliant book. It's really good. Good book, crap film. Yeah. I don't think it works as a two hour film. I'm sure, do you know what? I'm sure it might be brilliant as a series. Yes. So you get different chapters and different episodes, but when they're all sort of mashed and merged together, I think it's just strange and it's, it's it's weird. But one character I did like was Zero. So for him, my rating is zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zero. Very good. It's a zero. Yeah. So I can't go... I don't think it's a Papadopoulos and Son for me. I didn't get angry. I did. You see, I did because it was ruining my night. Oh, see, that's the definition of a zero for me. It is. I mean, if it really makes you angry that you don't want to not watch another minute or another scene. Yeah, that's a zero. All over it. That's it a is zero. a zero. Um, uh, four. I'm not going to say any more. Let's be honest, pretty shite, on it? Is that the lowest score? I think it might be, you know. Because even you haven't liked it. Eight, yeah. I can't sit and defend it, can I? Clearly. Let's move on. Sofa Cinema Club first, that is. That we all agree on disliking a film. Yeah, it was cack. So, putting holes aside us, let's see if we can get this podcast back on the road with the hit feature that is. Jack's Hidden Gem gem of the Week. week. Have you been digging, Jack, for for a few gems? I have, and um, it's a film. Hello. Actually, Jack's Hidden Gem this week. It's not a doc. I've gone off the docs. And it's a film that's relatively new. 2021. Well, it doesn't get much newer, does it? (laughs) No, I know. But I mean, it came out about a month ago, six weeks ago, something like that. So it's not like brand, brand, brand new, but it's newish. Cinema release? It's on Amazon Prime and it's free. If you've got Amazon, it's free on that Amazon thing. And it's... Casey Affleck, and it's a thriller. It's called Every Breath You Take, like the police song. You're good at linking Jackson and Gems to songs. Last week we had High, like the song... We did. Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yep. And And this this week week we've got... Every Breath You Take. Can't wait for next week when we've got... It's Raining Men. Because (laughs) it's got absolutely no relevance to the film whatsoever as that title. Basically, he's a psychiatrist, and right at the beginning of the film, one of his patients dies, right? She commits suicide. And he's upset and everything, and he's like, oh, uh, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. He's got a wife and kid. And at the beginning of the film, you see that he's also lost a child 
early on in a car accident. Him and his wife are not really getting on. Uh, the marriage is a little bit sticky. And this girl's... Um, her brother turns up and he's sort of like dealing with... Um, uh, you know, the funeral and, and everything like that. And there's something off about him. Something a little bit strange. Uh, it's very dark. It keeps you guessing. There's loads of twists and turns. And it's... Um, do you know what it reminded me? It reminded me a little bit of that thrill, thriller Ben with um, Julia Roberts sleeping with the enemy. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much that sort of vibe about it. Real good thriller. Amazon Prime. Every breath you take. Right, so that's Jack's Hidden Gem. And now, what are we watching next week? It's the first pick for you as me as a 23-year-old. It is. So I'm a lot maturer now, so we can pick mature films. Yes, and it is a mature film. It's an 18, strict 18. I'm, I'm old enough. I'm legal. It's very violent. Okay. But it's also very romantic. Ooh, I like it. Written by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, directed by him? No. Oh, it's directed by Tony Scott. And you're never going to believe this. I've met Tony Scott. Well, we'll save that <laughs> for next week. But the film yeah. you are watching, Coles, is True Romance. Okay, so this has been in audience pick and not come out, hasn't it? A few it? times. A lot of people have suggested us to watch it and it's just never really, it's never really got in there. But this week, me and Ben thought, do you know what? Let's go. Nice. Look forward to that next week. Remember that if you want to hear more from us in the So Cinema Club, you can do on our Monday bonus episode, which is So Cinema Club Extra Terrestrial. It's a bit of an extra time. It's a bit more of an extended look into what you can watch on terrestrial TV this week. We read reviews. And we hear from you guys at home. So it's the point where you kind of get a voice on the podcast. We hear what you guys are saying. We hear what you guys like about the podcast, what you love, hate and rate. And we also run a weekly competition where we give you guys the chance to go to the cinema courtesy of us. So make sure you head over to the Monday episode to find out more. Until then, all that's left to say is we will see you back here next week. Good night, God bless. Bye-bye. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.